Welcome to another episode of Uncommy Goods. Now, what is an uncommy good? It's anything not made in communist China or any other communist country that is hostile to the U.S. and human rights. I believe in supporting American-made products as much as possible, and we'll highlight one in each episode. Now, this episode is not sponsored by any product or service I mentioned. If you want to write me, you can reach me at uncommygoods at gmail.com, just like the show title at gmail.com. Uh, do you want to have a question or a show suggestion that I'll put on a future episode? There's a link to leave a voice message in the show notes. All the articles and websites I mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes as well. I have a huge favor to ask you. This movement is only growing. Please help get the message out by sharing this episode with your friends. Subscribe. Give it a five-star rating and review in iTunes. Or whatever platform you're using, subscribe so you can get the episode downloaded to your smartphone with ease. Thank you. Now stay tuned for this episode of Uncommy Goods. I'll have a cup of decommunized coffee. Thank you. So since I started this podcast, I see everything in a was that made in China or not light? And despite my vigilance, something still sneak by me and it drives me nuts. For example, a few weeks ago, I ordered a 10 premium cigar deal for like eight bucks. I saw it in the Wall Street Journal. Again, I get the print version. There's nothing like the newspaper and a morning coffee. So of course, when I'm on the website for the cigar company and I get upsold on the 10 cigar travel humidor. And I thought, you know what? I might as well get that. You know, I don't even have a humidor anymore. I sold it like a total dumbass a few years ago. It was a really nice one. It was like a $150 one. Now I want one again, but again, I don't feel like dropping another 150 bucks right now. I'm not even sure how many cigars I'm going to be smoking in the near future. So you know what? I'll get the travel humidor. It's 10 bucks. Screw it. I'll get it. And I ordered this cigars and humidor way before I started this podcast. And you know, it's all back ordered like everything online. I enjoyed a couple stogies and then, you know, I'm checking out my little travel humidor. It's just a little plastic thing. Holds maybe, I think, 10 cigars, maybe eight. I can't remember. I just look at it and I go, let me look underneath. Of course, there it is, made in China. Well, anyway, it's a sunk cost. I'll keep using it. Uh, the website didn't indicate where it was made from. And, you know, at least cigars I bought are not made in China. And as you know, a good cigar is one of the finer pleasures in life. So speaking of finer pleasures, I do love firing up my Mr. Coffee every morning, grabbing, again, the print edition of the Wall Street Journal, giving myself about a good 30 minutes of just old school newspaper and a coffee uh, and just absorbing, you know, the events of the world. And, you know, that was perfect until it hit me. Who made my Mr. Coffee? You know, Mr. Coffee is a trusted brand. We know it and love it. You know, it's even endorsed by Joe DiMaggio himself. So, you know, I ran over there and grabbed my five-cup filter machine and looked at the bottom, and there it is, you know, written at the bottom, betrayal, made in China. So now every day I get a little communism, slave labor, human rights suppression with my caffeine. And, you know, of course, a few days later, I decided to grind some beans. And normally, grinding coffee beans at home, it, it's for peasants, right? But I do get some coffee online that's only sold in whole beans. So what am I going to do? I'm going to fire up my Krups coffee grinder and make it happen. So I look under my Krups grinder, or is it Krups, Krups? I don't know. And there it is, mocking me yet again, made in China. 
And what is Krups? Krups is a German kitchen appliance manufacturer. Uh, and it's named after its founder, Robert Krups. Krups, I don't know. The company produces a large variety of household appliances. And I'm a huge household appliance fan. And I would just felt a little bummed to see that these were made in China. So I'm pissed, right? And that's not just because coffee is diuretic. You know, I bought my little coffee maker about six years ago, and I've gotten a lot of good use out of it. But it, it you know, it kind of hurts to see that, you know, Mr. Coffee, a trusted brand, is made in China. So now I'm going to, you know, give it away or, you know, use it until it wears out and buy a new one. Of course, something not made in China. But it made me think, are there any good U.S.-made coffee makers? I did a little research, and it turns out I'm not the only one that came up with this idea. So I'm really thankful that I found this uh, website called Coffeeble, uh, spelled like feeble as in like, that's feeble. Uh, you know, and I really appreciate the work you did for me because there are some nuances on how coffee makers are manufactured if they're U.S. made. So I'll talk a little bit about, you know, which coffee makers are made in the U.S. and other places than China, uh, with one exception. And that's those coffee pod makers. You get that little pod or capsule, you know, it's those Nespresso's, the Keurigs. They make those little K-cups, right? Or whatever else is out there that has this terrible, right? You know, those coffee pods, by their very existence, are a commie good in my book. They're communist. So why? Okay, with the pods or the capsules, you can't even see the coffee or what you're going to put into your body, right? You know, I might be crazy here, but to me, it's all about making us dependent on the simplest, lowest common denominator like food stuff and effort, right? You press a button, here's your coffee, enjoy being a slave to the matrix. You know, a pod that gives you instant coffee, a convenience at what cost? Well, look at it this way. You're spending way more per serving. Two, it tastes awful. Right, I've never had one that didn't taste awful compared to even using Folgers brewed on my Mr. Coffee. Yeah, I've gone there. No shame. Mr. Folgers always comes through in a pinch. Or Mr. Folgers, just Folgers. Um, you know, I've read it somewhere that, you know, no matter what you do, whatever coffee pot or caps are used, it's always going to be stale. It's going to taste stale. You're limited in choice, right? I mean, granted, they have a whole variety, but you know, they have coffee that tastes like donuts and, and stuff, but... No, they're wasteful. Every time you use those little pods, it's just a little wasteful thing. They don't really recycle those. And then finally, number five, you're removed from seeing your food. You don't see your food. You just see this little capsule, right? This is a big one for me. And you know what it is doing to us? It's habituating us. That is, us humans, it's habituating us to be okay seeing less of our food and what we put into our bodies. Eventually, they're going to want us to be so far removed from seeing what we eat that, that we're fine with like edible sludge piped into our homes that's probably preloaded with statins and Prozac. So I'm fighting the system that's taking us away from seeing our food. I, yeah, okay, I know I'm exaggerating a little or a little bit nuts, but you know, that's fine. You know, first they laugh at you and then they try and stop you. So anyway, I'm gonna start with my official ranking of the most uncommy ways to make coffee to the most commie way. So here is the most uncommy way that, you know, just smells like freedom. Okay, number one, the drip coffee maker. It's simple, 
consistent. It gets the job done with ease. You know, free markets are the most productive economic system, and so is a drip coffee maker. It's very little work, right? But you see your coffee, and you get great results. Only years of innovation with a profit motive can deliver such an outcome that is the drip coffee maker. And I say bravo. I'm almost in tears just thinking about it. It's great. Number two, the second most uncommon coffee maker are those coffee per percolators. I barely understand how these work, but somehow the coffee is mind-blowing. I'd possibly put it at number one, but I have very little experience making coffee and coffee percolators, so I can't say what it would be like to use one every day. Is it like easy to clean? Are they fast? Uh, and you know, I probably just put them on this list because I got a real soft spot in my heart for them, but great coffee, uh, definitely old school, etc. Uh, number three, um, you know, we're getting more to the more of the commie coffee makers here, the single serving coffee makers. And with these, I'm a bit iffy, right? It seems like a waste. And but if you're definitely insane, albeit not a communist, and you only want one cup or one serving, and assuming it's not a pod or a capsule, it's a machine. You know, there, there are drip coffee versions of single serving makers. That's fine. It's your choice, but it's kind of weird. Uh, you know, granted, you have the freedom and liberty to buy a single-serving coffee maker, but I'm going to still think you're kind of weird, so there's that. Um, getting very close to commie coffee makers here, the French press. Now, this one is definitely a bit commie because there's very little ingenuity or cleverness involved. It's very simple. You just pour the hot water in, you depress the plunger, and you get coffee, right? And, of course, it is called a French press. So... I, that makes it a little bit suspect. Now we're getting to espresso makers. These are very commie because one, while espresso espresso is delicious from time to time, I prefer the lighter balance and volume of a regular cup of coffee. And honestly, it's really annoying to be in Europe. And I'm I'm a you know sophisticated world traveler, but it is annoying when you're in Europe and you're just like, dude, I just want a regular cup of coffee. Espresso is great. I don't want a cafe con leche. I don't want an Americano. I just want like a regular coffee. And they have no idea what a regular cup of coffee is. I mean, they know, but they like pretend. They just go, I'm so confused. Uh, uh, un cafe? Anyway, uh, it's fine. You know, there's nothing better than a, a good, um, you know, double latte or a double espresso in an Italian coffee shop. But sometimes I just want a regular cup of coffee. So these espresso makers, they're, they're very calming. And they're, they're tricky to work as well. Pour-overs, number six, are very common. You damn near have to be a Marxist to enjoy making coffee this way. There's a lot of labor, and it seems like it's way too much work for a coffee. It's not efficient. You know, to me, it's like hiring a bunch of guys with shovels to dig a hole instead of using an excavator. You know, what a waste. You know, and of course, the coffee is pretty damn good, And but the pour-over, it's, it's very common. You just look at it. You just, you know... There's no innovation there. Uh, number seven, the cold brew. It's in the name. Communism is cold and heartless. So is cold brew coffee. Avoid at all costs. Freedom is hot. Your coffee should be too. And then finally, the most commie method of making coffee. It's those damn K-cups or capsules. You know, once again, once these are mass adopted 
and people can't deal with making a drip food coffee or even a pour over and they become inured not to seeing actual food that they consume, that's when the sludge gets piped into our homes with mind-controlled drugs and sedatives. So anyway, I did some research. So when I toss my Mr. Coffee or it dies out on me, I need to find something that will serve me a nice cup of decommunized coffee. I found this great article from Coffeeable. Uh, it's, you know, gear, coffee makers that are made in the USA. So he was kind enough to do a little research. And there is a difference between like assembled in the USA and then like completely made in the USA. So there's this great brand called Bun, B-U-N-N. And they're assembled in the USA. Parts are from the rest of the world. Gonna give them a little credit and put them on, you know, the show um, as an endorsed product because not officially endorsed or sponsored, but I'm gonna endorse them. Um, so here they are. Uh, the first one is called the Bun Speed Brew. It's a drip coffee maker made in Creston, Iowa. I checked that out online. It's 105 bucks. That's about five times more than my Mr. Coffee. It has a brew time of four minutes for 10 cups. So for something that's made in Crescent, Iowa, in the heart of America, 105 bucks, four minutes, 10 cups. Actually, I only drink about five cups a day. So looking into it, that's the Bun Speed Brew. Also made in Crescent, Iowa is the Bun GR. That's also a drip coffee maker. These are all freedom made coffee. It's 99 bucks. It's the fastest 10 cup home coffee maker. It brews a, brews a full pot of coffee in about three minutes. For $6 less, it's a minute faster than the Bun Speed Brew, the Bun GR. I wonder why, I mean, save money, faster coffee. Hmm. Uh, another one uh, from Bun is the Velocity Brew 10 cup thermal carafe home coffee, again, a drip coffee maker, it's 150 bucks. And this is something I've never really used before, but one of these double wall vacuum insulated thermal carafes, which keeps coffee warm up to two hours. You know, my Mr. Coffee has got a little hot plate at the bottom. It just basically keeps the coffee hot through heat. You know, the coffee gets scorched. Like they drink it fast enough where my five servings of coffee is consumed within about 45 minutes to an hour. So, but I'm very interested and intrigued with having this double wall vacuum insulated thermal carafe that keeps my coffee warm for up to two hours. Again, it's 150 bucks. Uh, finally by Bun, this one's made in Springfield, Illinois, but it's also by the Bun Coffee Maker Company. It's the Bun Trifecta. Uh, I don't know what's going on here, but it was $3,277.89. It makes a single cup, so I'm not sure what's going on. It's gotta be like amazing or something. I'll let someone else find out. If you buy it, email me at uncommongoods at gmail.com and let me know what you thought. But it's a single cup, uh, so that's a lot of money for one cup. Finally, we're moving on to like more of the laborious coffee makers. Uh, this one's the Aerobi AeroPress. It's a coffee press. Uh, these get, It's made in Palo Alto, California. This is like the heart of high-tech Silicon Valley. It's 30 bucks. And according to them, it's a total immersion brewing process to make smooth, delicious, full-flavored coffee without bitterness and with low acidity. And check it out. They make a little dig onto their competing coffee press. Goodbye, French press. The rapid brewing AeroPress avoids the bitterness and high acidity created by the long steep time 
required by the French press. Plus, the AeroPress paper microfilter eliminates grit and means cleanup takes seconds. I like that. The Aerobi AeroPress makes about one to three cups of American coffee uh, per pressing in about a minute. It seems like it's a little labor intensive. I was looking at it and it kind of weirds me out. Um, but not only does it make regular coffee, it can also brew espresso style. Uh, so that's good. You know, I like the freedom of being able to make espresso and regular coffee. So I'm, I'm eyeballing this one for 30 bucks. I'm thinking about it. I'll let you know. Future episode, Coffee 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, here's one. My buddy uses it, and I used it recently, and I liked it because uh, a Chemex pour-over made in Chicopee, Massachusetts. Um, so uh, last time I did a pour-over, yeah, it took a while, right? And you're sitting there going, Jesus, come on, hurry up. But the coffee was really good. And the Chemex makes up to eight cups. And... Yeah, I think it's a little bit commie, but it does make great coffee. And I might get one, you know. Uh, it's better than the bun trifecta for three grand. Now, speaking of the Chemex pour-overs, they are made, according to them, they're made of the highest quality non-porous borosilicate glass, which will not absorb odors or chemical residues. So, and here's the other thing. If you want to go cold coffee... The patented Chemex pour-over design allows coffee to be covered and refrigerated for reheating without losing. Oh, you can reheat it. I've never reheat. Uh, I never reheat coffee because I don't even have a microwave, um, and so I just you know if I let a coffee sit around for three hours, I just drink it again. So, um, so that is the Chemex pour-over made in Chicopee, Massachusetts, forty-six bucks. Then there's the Able Cone Brewing. That's a pour over. It's like a reusable filter that you can use for your Chemex. So that's 40 bucks. You don't have to buy new filters for the Chemex pour over. So that's kind of cool. That's made in Martinez, California, which is also kind of near the Bay Area. It's like north. Uh, you got to cross a bridge. I'm sure it's a wonderful neighborhood. I haven't really hung out there. And then finally, if you are a, if you are full commie, you drink your coffee cold, there's a toddy cold brew. Uh, that's 40 bucks, made in Loveland, Colorado. So I'll give them credit for that, um, et cetera. So I also came across a coffee maker during travels a few years ago, and it's not an American-made one, but I was so intrigued. I was visiting my cousin in Sweden, and in Sweden, Sweden is a, they make great coffee in Sweden. That's meaning they serve it the way I like it. It's dark, hot, thick, and just strong. I hate wheat coffee. So I was visiting my cousin in Sweden, and he had something called a Mocha Master by Technoborn. It was so cool looking. I just wanted it right then and there. It's a little big. It's a little too tall for me to fit in my... Well, maybe. I'll do some measurements. But I thought it was a little bit too big for to fit underneath on my counter and underneath my cabinets. So, but again, I went nuts because it was so cool looking, and I wanted to have it in my home. Uh, it's by it's the Mocha Master by Technoborn, and according to them, uh, they're filter coffee makers that are all handmade in the Netherlands, which means that they are made and assembled by hand and individually tested in a live situation. It is the personal touch that makes these products unique. Did you hear that? It's a filter coffee maker. They may not be American made, but they are high quality, and even at three hundred bucks a pop, I'm thinking about it. So talk to me. What do you think? What are you going to do for your next coffee maker? Do you care what 
what country made your coffee maker, or are you going to look for something that's U.S. made, that you're proud to have, and every day you see it, you drink your coffee, and you can taste freedom. Again, shoot me an email at uncommygoods at gmail.com, and in the show notes, there is a link you can click, and you can leave me a voice message. Again, thanks for listening. This has been I'll Have a Cup of Decommunized Coffee. Thank you.